Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. The time is 10 o'clock. Good evening. This is the network service of Radio Nigeria. This is the news at 10. I am Princess Boraro. The headlines tonight. National Broadcasting Commission suspends shutdown notice on indebted broadcast stations. Borno State Governor directs immediate unsealing of new Nigeria People's Party headquarters in Meduguri. Federal government tasks media on advocacy for increased access to wash services. Cleric admonish Muslim faithful against hate for one another. The commentaries on mitigating flooding in the country. Do remember that this news is streaming live on RadioNigeria.gov.ng and you can also follow us on Instagram at RadioNigeriaHQ and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash RadioNigeriaNetwork. Now the news in detail. The National Broadcasting Commission, NBC, has decided to temporarily suspend the shutdown of the indebted broadcast stations all over the country. A statement by the Director General of the Commission, Malam Balarabi Ileila, says the decision follows a meeting the Commission held with the Broadcasting Organization of Nigeria, BON, and other critical stakeholders in the industry. The statement also says the decision was taken in consideration of the positive responses from the debtor licensees, including big players in the industry. It expresses profound appreciation to the Broadcasting Organization of Nigeria, the affected licensees and broadcast stakeholders for, further, for their responses and interventions. The statement adds that the Commission is not unaware of the difficulties the earlier announced shutdown must have caused the operators and other stakeholders assuring that it will always operate in accordance with its laws. The Borno State Governor, Babagana Zulum, has directed the State Urban Development Board to immediately unseal the headquarters of the New Nigeria People's Party, NNPP, in Meduguri. In a statement by the spokesman of the Governor, Malam Isa Guso, says the Governor directed that the action should be reversed as the timing is wrong. According to the statement, Governor Zulum believes that no matter the justification, the board's decision is bound to be given political interpretation and can heat up the polity. The statement emphasizes that reversing the decision is in the overall interest of, pub of the public for peace. In the statement, Governor Zulum believes that all political parties should be free to lawfully operate and citizens should be free to associate with political parties of their choices without hindrances. The General Overseer, Eternal Light Christian World Ministry in Eboyin State, Dr. Abdul Awam, has called on Nigerians to insist on electing leaders that have the capacity to industrialize the states and create job opportunities in 2023. Briefing newsman in Abakaliki, Dr. Awam, who is the state governorship candidate of the New Nigeria People's Party, attributed poor economic growth in the country to mismanagement of the nation's resources and debt burden. He noted that opportunities become to Nigerians to change the narrative by evaluating the visions of those contesting for various offices and other to make more informed decisions. 
Dr. Awam emphasized that time had come to stop local government's joint account with state government as it had crippled the system and resulted in massive urban migration by youths searching for job opportunities. The federal government has signed a memorandum of understanding with Israeli and Japanese companies to commence assembling and manufacturing of environmentally friendly green electric and smart automobiles by 2023. The National Agency for Science and Engineering Infrastructure entered into the partnership with the foreign companies in Abuja. The Israeli ambassador to Nigeria, Michael Freeman, said the partnership, which has a combination of Israeli, Japanese and Nigerian technologies, would help address the many challenges affecting the transport and environmental sectors in Nigeria. The Executive Vice Chairman Naseni, Professor Mohamed Haruna, lauded the collaboration, which he said had come to stay and would be domesticated in the country. The Chairman, the chairman Pojo Nigeria Limited, Wadata Aliyu, described the initiative as historic and a starting point for technological evolution in Nigeria. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Let's have some peace. Nigerians are peace-loving and hard-working people. And countries only develop and grow when there is peace and stability. There are different kinds of problems in every society and so in every country. If there are problems here, Nigeria is not an exception. There is no society, no country where violence and public disorder has solved a problem. No matter the problem, no matter the issue. Let us sit down like brothers and sisters. Use that to resolve the problems. Remember, you have to give account of every action you take, if not here on earth, then before your creator. Please let us work together, together for, for a peaceful Nigeria. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Thank you for staying with us. Now, earlier today, we, the federal government, launched the National Agricultural Technology and Innovation Policy. It is aimed at accelerating food production in the country. The policy is co-facilitated by the International Food Policy Research Institute. To what extent will this policy engender improved agricultural production, particularly in parts of the country known for massive food produce? We have joining us live in the via the phone here in the studio tonight on the news, the acting country program lead for the International Food Policy Research Institute, Dr. Bedru Balana, to praise the policy. Good evening. Thank you for joining us tonight. Good evening, sir. Good evening to you. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on the network news. Thank you very much for having me. Good. Now, what, what particular areas does this National Agricultural Technology and Innovation Policy stand to benefit Nigerians? Thank you. That, that's a really very important question. You know, at the heart of this National Agricultural Technology and Innovation Policy is the application of technology and innovation in agriculture. So, in a, in a, in a, in a changing climate, uh, climate change, productivity, and through enhancing productivity using agricultural technologies, you know, it can improve the household income, food security, and the nutrition for the Nigerian population. One of the major problems that farmers have today is the problem of insecurity. What, 
will this policy do to help address the threats such as insecurity mitigating against effective and efficient farming process in the country? Yes, I understand that insecurity is a major challenge in the country. But I think if you look at the document, one of the ten pillars of uh, the NAPU document is how to address the insecurity in that affects their cultural productivity and their cultural uh, activity. So uh, even using technology and innovation itself can, you know, help farmers to uh, improve the conditions of insecurity. And also because the document explicitly included the mitigation strategy for insecurity in the rural and in a cultural community, I think it's a different policy compared to the previous policy document, and I hope that that will address the insecurity issue that farmers face. Is there any timeline to positive yields from this National Agricultural Technology and Innovation Policy? Yes, this policy, as you know, is a six-year policy document in which the implementation plan is already outlined, and there is that there has been a wide range consultation of stakeholders, including the states and development partners, and the, the policy document has clearly identified the stakeholders and the, 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 the including the, the local government area who where the actual implementation of the policy will take place. So the, the policy is already started, and in the next couple of years, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it will result a very positive and significant change in our cultural production, productivity, household income, food security, and the nutrition in the country. Thank you very much for joining us on the Network News, Dr. Balana. Thank you very much for having me. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Well, that was the acting country program lead for the International Food Policy Research Institute, Dr. Bedro Balana, on the National Agricultural Technology and Innovation Policy launched earlier today. The Minister of Water Resources, Mr. Suleiman Adamu, says the impact of projects executed by the present administration in the water, sanitation, and hygiene watch sector can only be felt by the populace when state governments complement the efforts of the federal government and put them to use. To this end, the Minister of Water Resources has urged the media to prevail on state authorities to do the needful towards providing Nigerians access to clean and portable water, sanitation and hygiene services. Mr. Suleiman Adamu, who made the call in Abuja at a forum with directors and journalists covering the water sector, noted that the Federal Ministry of Water Resources from 2015 to date has completed irrigation projects spanning over 100 hectares of land, 10 dam projects with many others nearing completion, which should be acknowledged. We have laid all the groundwork, provided all the incentives, starting with PWASH, direct interventions that we'll be making in many states for urban and rural water supply. The WASH fund that we're trying to create under the Water Resources Bill. The SAWASH program, where we negotiated on behalf of the states a $700 million facility. We need the states to invest more in water, sanitation, hygiene. Also, directors under the ministry took turns to present their scorecard, reeling out a list of other projects executed across the Federation.
We had discussion with prospective investors for the development of floating solar on some of our reservoirs with a total capacity of 800 megawatts. We were able to do the compendium on irrigation and drainage. We have developed the wastewater policy as well as developing waste flows diagram for major cities in the country. If the water bill is passing to law, it will create a stable and attractive environment for investors. From the 36 water supply schemes that were inherited, we'll be able to complete 16. We have the third edition of the National Outcome Routine Mapping Survey, which was carried out and has actually shown where we are when it comes to water, sanitation and hygiene. Earlier, the permanent secretary in the Federal Ministry of Water Resources, Dame Didi Walsing Jack, represented by the Director of Press and Public Relations Department, Mrs. Kenechu Ofie, acknowledged the contributions of the media to nation building. A task he explained was achieved better with factual data as was the essence of the forum. This forum was instituted to show you all the milestones that have been recorded as a major data resource that can be mined to develop further enriching and impactful stories for our people. Radio Nigeria correspondent Conrad Labi, who spoke on behalf of journalists, appreciated the Federal Ministry of Water Resources for the effort at keeping the media abreast of development in the water sector and appealed for more engagement and future towards projecting activities of the federal government to Nigerians. I'd like to apologize that the numbers uh, we gave earlier are not correct, but the right number is 100,000 hectares. The National Orientation Agency has commenced an aggressive sensitization campaign by, for the residents of the federal capital territory to clean up their drainages and those living in flood-prone areas to relocate to safer grounds. The director, NOA, FCT Directorate, Mrs. Comfort Ogumola, stated this at a stakeholder's engagement on urgent need for effective response to floods in the country. Omale Omale has details. Recently, the Nigerian Meteorological Agency, NIMET, predicted heavy rainfall in the Federal Capital Territory. The forecast also anticipated high chances of floods in roads and low-lying settlements. It is against this backdrop that the National Orientation Agency launched an awareness campaign for the residents of Lokogoma Village in Abuja Municipal Area Council to educate them not to dump refuse on drainages and engage more in community service. The director of NOA, Mrs. Comfort Ogumola, called on residents to maintain high-level environmental sanitation as that would help reduce effects of flooding. The major point of this campaign is to emphasize the necessity for citizens to be more environmentally conscious and responsible. There is the need to keep the waterways and channels clear to avoid obstruction. The chief of Lokogoma village, Mr. Iremia Company, who promised that the message will be communicated to his subject, appealed to the FCT authorities to come to their aid as flooding has become a yearly problem in the area. We are very happy for awareness when you find us. We are prayed that Legot carry this on board to open the world. Some of the residents called on the FCDA to construct drainages and bridges for them as that would help address the situation in Abuja, Omale, Omale. Radio Nigeria. The Nigerian Institute of Quantity Surveyors, NICS, has called for strengthening of legal framework that will address disputes arising from contract claims in the construction industry. 
president of the institute, Mr. Michael Shonubi, who spoke, who made the call in Abuja during a two-day national workshop for quantity surveyors, said the event was to upscale the capacity of quantity surveyors in Nigeria in line with evolving global economy for improved quality service delivery. The deputy president of the institute, Mr. Kene Nzekwe, explained that the workshop would henceforth guide players in the construction industry on professional handling of claims. People who are players in the construction industry, the contractors, the clients, and of course those of us who are like habitants in the construction industry needed to upscale our capacity so that at the end of the day, anyone who suffers damage by way of claim can get some kind of compensation when all the issues are put on the table. And to open up areas where our members can build their capacity, have confidence to be able to render a quality advice to both the client and the contractor on issues that has to do with claims. Speaking on the theme for the workshop, construction contracts, claims, evaluation, presentation, and analysis, the lead speaker, Mrs. Bukola Aluko Olokun, said the would further that this will further empower surveyors with the capacity to handle contract conditions and defend their clients when the need arise. We're always looking at claims in terms of contractor, but we've been able to emphasize the fact that even the employer has the right to claim, apart from the negotiated damages. There are other salient you know, issues that will generate claims for the employer. So the participants are able to know that the conditions themselves will serve as a weapon you know, to be able to fight on behalf of your client, depending on where you find yourself, maybe working for a contractor, maybe working for a consultant. You know? So a thorough understanding of these contract conditions will enable you to defend them as appropriate, where it is uh, possible, and then be able to use these conditions as a weapon to stand firm within the industry. 84 new members were also inducted into the Nigerian Institute of Quantity Surveyors during the two-day workshop. The Director General, the Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria, FROC, and Dr. Mansur Liman, has commended the Nigerian Navy for its sustained fight against piracy and oil theft in the Gulf of Guinea. He gave the commendation when he played host to the management and staff of the Directorate of Naval Information, led by its director, Commodore Ayo Wogan, at the corporation's headquarters in Abuja. Dr. Mansur Liman noted that the Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria would continue to collaborate with the Nigerian Navy in disseminating information on the operations of the force across the country. We are ready to continue to partner with Navy and to showcase some of the successes that the Nigerian Navy is gaining these days. Because a few years ago, the issue of piracy in, in the Gulf of Guinea is something that has become very notorious and it was affecting a lot of things. But now, that is history. The director of Naval Information, Commodore Ayo Wogan, said he was at Radio Nigeria on the mandate of the Chief of Naval Staff, Vice Admiral Awal Gambo to foster a better working relationship. I'm actually here at the instance of our boss, the Chief of Naval Staff, Vice Admiral Awal Zubiru Gambo, to appreciate sincerely the services that we have enjoyed from the organization and to foster the relationship that has been there. Highlights of the visit was a tour of some facilities of FROCN by the Naval Information Directorate. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. 
The chief imam and Saudin Juma Mosque will say to Abuja, Dr. Musa Olaofe, wants Muslim faithful to shun acts of hatred and show kindness towards one another in their day-to-day -day dealings. He gave the admonition in a sermon during Juma. Dr. Olaofe, who admonished Muslims on compassion towards one another as enshrined in Sharia, urged them to perform their social responsibilities diligently. Why do we need to envy one another when God has created every one of us in different forms and the creation that God has done? So for you to have that faith in Allah, that there is no need for you to envy any other person. Because for Allah to have done for somebody, you surely do your own for you. Dr. Olaofe also encouraged Muslim faithful to adhere strictly to the teachings of Islam. Next is sports. A highly respected CAFIFA instructor Peter Edibi yesterday oversaw a refresher course for players, coaches, and officials of Rivers United FC as the reigning Nigeria Professional Football League MPFA champions shape up for a session in the 2022-23 CAF Champions League. In a bid to leave no stone unturned and also to ensure for United give Nigerians credible representation in the competition, an intensive cast was arranged to keep the team in the loop as regards to the latest regulation of the game. Rivers United won last season's MPFL title with four games to spare, playing attacking football while maintaining the menace defence in the division. The Pride of Rivers will now be looking to transfer that dominance onto the continent stage as they shape up for a two-legged battle in the first preliminary round of the CAF Champions League against Liberia champions Watanga. The Governor of the State, His Excellency Nyesom Ezeemwawike, has promised the club members of the team will receive 40,000 US dollars if they reach the group stage of the competition. Arsenal will face PSV Endeavour in Group A of the Europa League, while Manchester United were handed a generous-looking round-robin fixture. The Europa League centre stage has like two teams lend their feet this afternoon. Bodo Glint and Zurich complete Arsenal's agenda for what will be a condensed group scheduled due to the mid-season World Cup in Qatar. Manchester United have some long trips to make to Sharif Traspol and Omonia Nicosia at this transitional stage of Eric Ten Hag's Ultra Fort Reign. Elsewhere, just Mourinho's Europa Conference League winners, Roma will take on Dodagrets, HGK, Helsinki, and Copa de Rey holders, Fred Betis in Group B, Yacetiravas, Lazio are in Group A, Fener, Midland, and Stormgrade. Nets return to the European stage against Olympiakos, Quarterback and Freeburg in Group G, while their League One counterparts Monaco have some tricky trip in the offing after being drawn alongside Restars, Begrid, Ferenc Varos, and Trapsabal in Group H. As post updates, I am Ernest Obi. Thank you, Ernest. The commentaries on mitigating flooding in the country. It is written by Teso Zambi of our editorial unit. Agencies responsible for early warnings, such as Nigeria Meteorological Agency, NIMET, National Emergency Management Agency, NEMA, and Nigeria Hydrological Services Agency predicted varying degrees of rainfall, which will cause flooding in over 200 local government areas across 20 states of the Federation. As a follow-up to these early warnings, NEMA recently convened a stakeholders' engagement in Abuja where representatives from the 36 states and the FCT, as well as those from relevant ministries and agencies at the national level, converge to review strategies to mitigate the impending floods. Flood is deadly and destructive. For instance, in Jigawa State, it has killed over 50 people and wreaked havoc 
in Yobe State as it continues to do so in other parts of the country. However, the cherry news is that President Muhammad Buhari has given assurance that the situation is under continuous monitoring and the government at the center will keep sending teams to assess the situation with a view to rendering all necessary help. While expressing his concerns over the hardships being faced by people due to this natural calamity, the president noted that the National Emergency Management Agency, NEMA, had written to each of the 36 states of the Federation through the state's governors, advising on the appropriate action to take in view of the gloomy forecast of the rains this year. The government at the center should step in to directly address national level emergencies and the local government councils and the states are the first responders in all situations. Each of the three tiers has a sizable budget at its disposal allocated monthly for dealing with these natural emergencies. Therefore, there is a compelling need for governors of affected states that have swung into action to continue with their efforts and those that have not to immediately face their duties of managing the flooding within their jurisdictions. It is not clear why some of the state governments in question are not using the funds to tackle the current emergency and the general population is misguidedly calling on the federal government to intervene in all situations. If those monies are, for whatever reason, no longer available, the affected states and local councils must immediately contact the relevant authorities to give explanation. It must be noted that under the prevailing revenue allocation formula, 2.32% of derivation funds is set aside for ecology and disaster management. Of this amount, the 36 states and the FCT get 0.72%. The 774 local governments get 0.6%, adding to 1.32%, leaving the balance of 1% to the government of the Federation. By law, NEMA, as a coordinating agency for disaster response, takes 20% of the amount allocated to the federal government. The Northeast Development Commission, NEDC, collects 10%. The National Agricultural Land Development Authority, NALDA, 10%. And the National Agency for the Great Green Wall, GGW, 0.5% leaving 0.55 of the 1% to the government at the center for ecological protection and disaster management. This indicates that the states get more allocation to tackle ecological challenges, including flood. Nigeria's efforts led by the president have been acclaimed in Africa and globally. The other tiers of government must live up to their respective responsibilities. Well, that commentary on mitigating flooding in the country was written by Tesel Zambe and presented by Mariam Okesonjo. To end the news, here is a look at our top stories. 
The National Broadcasting Commission, NBC, has decided to temporarily suspend the shutdown of the indebted broadcast stations all over the country. The Brano State Governor, Babagana Zulum, has directed a state urban development board to immediately unseal the headquarters of the new Nigeria People's Party, NNPP, in Meduguri. The federal government has tasked media on advocacy for increased access to wash services. The chief imam and Saruddin Juma Mosque, Abuja, Wusetu, Abuja, Dr. Musa Olaove, wants Muslim faithful to shun acts of hatred and show kindness towards one another in their day-to-day dealings. And that's the news as edited by Conrad Labi and the production team. I am Princess at Moraro. To have a good night rest. Oh, oh, oh.